to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center, located on East 7th Street in Joplin, where they are passionate about sharing the freedom and forgiveness found in Jesus Christ. Now, here's Pastor Dan with this week's edition of In Him. I'm even preaching loud without Joe helping me today. Just want you to know. I owe Joe a dollar for every time I've said something like that. Joe just won the lottery for what I just said. Look at your neighbor and say, freedom. You sound good. Help me preach. Freedom. 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 It's time to be free. Freedom. Freedom from the devil. Freedom from myself. Freedom from my trauma. Freedom from my mama. Freedom from my daddy. Freedom from what, whoever did what, didn't do what. Freedom. Why? Because he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And I will not be, I will say, I will not be afraid of the terror at night or, or the arrow that flies by noonday. Freedom, freedom from fear, free, freedom from the demonic oppressions, freedom from my messing around with stuff I ought not to have messed around with. And now it seems to be chasing me everywhere I go. Freedom, why? Because the blood of Jesus still works. Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. Did you hear me? Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. Hey, Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. God will give us the victory. I'd say freedom. Someone needs to just declare the blood of Jesus still works. Thank you, Joe. He got me a lower key just in case I wanted to go after it one more time. And I might in just a minute, because if my foot comes up one more time, uh, (laughs) thank you, John Kessel. So I just need you to know that there's been an assignment for your deliverance to cover you. Angels have been sent to be with you. Your deliverance is more than just the chains. I just heard somebody from the balcony of heaven say, amen, pastor. And then I heard her lean over and say, take the shackles off my feet so I can dance. I just want to praise you. I just want to praise you. <laughs> you just don't even know how many songs I've passed by. You don't know, but I got to tell you something. God wants you to walk in victory and deliverance and be set free. You ought to push on your neighbor and say, this is your deliverance day. Now, I'm not asking him to deliver you from your spouse. I'm asking your spouse to be delivered from your bad attitude. Can I say that? All right. So look at your neighbor and say, angels on assignment. That's really good. There are angels on assignment today, and they have an assignment to take good care of you. Now, stop going places where angels aren't allowed to go. We'll preach on this side a little bit. So when the angels have been given assignment, what they're looking for is my obedience to the assignment too. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But angels on assignment. So I've got angels. Look at your neighbor and say, now it's time to do some stomping. 
Yes, it is. Because the deliverance completely and totally is connected to dominion. When I have deliverance in my soul or deliverance in my spirit, deliverance in my life, then I'm having dominion in my life. It's the kingdom of God replacing the kingdom of self or the kingdom of darkness. There is a kingdom of darkness that is wanting to take possession of sons and daughters. And we, it's our job to say no to that. Can you say no? We're going to say no to the kingdom of darkness. But then there's the kingdom of self. And there's a throne that's right there in the center of my life and my soul. My heart has a throne. And somebody's sitting there. Is it Jesus? It's the best person to have there. Is it me? Because when I'm sitting on the throne of my heart, I'm in charge. I think I'm large and in charge, but I'm really failing. Have you met people who really think they're in charge of everything, but it ain't working well? So I don't, I don't want the kingdom of darkness, but I really don't want to rule my own life. But God does not ask me to become a subordinate. He asks me to be seated with him. So what does he do? If I put him on the throne of my heart, then I sit with him in heavenly places there in my heart. In other words, he still wants me to use my will. I'm not being possessed by God, but I am a possession of God. What does that mean? I, I'm a son, so he calls me one of his own. Uh, and that he, I am a possession of God, but I'm not possessed. I'm not a robot. You're not a robot. I am a son. I have a will, and I can use that will. I can follow him, or I can reject him. And he will allow that. Why? Because he made us that way. I have just found that the light is much one, more wonderful than the dark night of the soul. <laughs> the backside of the desert. Can I have just an amen for a second? So you, you shall tread upon the serpent and you put him under feet. So uh, there are four items here I'm going to list in the next um, 12 minutes. Give me 12 minutes here. Are you ready? The first one is this. You shall tread upon the lion. I want you to see that the lion here is Satan. And I, I want to look at 1 Peter. Um, let's go to 1 Peter 5 and 8 for just a second. We'll just, we'll just anchor our faith in this. First Peter 5 and 8. Verse 8 says, Be well balanced or temperate, sober of mind. So there's, there's a, a, an anchoring verse also for how when Jesus sets upon the throne of my heart, what I'm giving him is lordship. But I am the steward and the son of this domain. One of the areas that we know that needs um, great attention from the Holy Spirit and from us, the believers, is the area of mental health. There are many people struggling and they need, they need health mentally. They need health with their heart and their memories. They need health with their spirit. They need health with their body. We are a triune being, spirit, soul, and body. And our soul is made up of mind, will, and emotions, and memories, dreams, what I envisioned my life to look like. But every time somebody thought he was going to go to do a work in Veracruz, Mexico, he was yet surrendered to the king on the throne of his heart while he would fulfill 
the desire of that king. So he wasn't bifurcated. His heart was to go to Veracruz. But where did he go? He ended up going to Haiti. Why? Because he saw that the Lord's word was there is a need there and that need needs to be met. And so he and she said, we will go. And they went. They were willing to go and do whatever was necessary to follow the will of God. I want you to see that there is a lion For your enemy, the Bible says, be vigilant and cautious at all times. For the enemy of yours, the devil, roams around like a roaring lion. In fierce hunger, he walks around like I want to devour, seeking someone to seize upon and literally destroy them. So this first, these four here in Psalm 91 way back on, I think it's on verse 13 there, we're looking at these four areas and I want to just address them before you go this week. I want you to take this knowledge with you and apply it in your life. One, there is a lion, he is Satan, and he wants to eat your lunch and you. (laughs) And you and I are going to put him underfoot. Can I have an amen on that? So we know from 1 Peter 5 and 8, there is an accuser of the brethren, and he is the one who seeks to divide and conquer. But he is a defeated adversary, praise God. The Lord has defeated him. He is defeated. Jesus has defeated the devil. So even though he walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour, we know that we stand up to that mess and we Put him under our feet. Someone say, under my feet. Under my feet. Under my feet. See, you're learning a new song already. Satan is under my feet. It's an old one, but it's a good one. So we put him under our feet. So this is what I'm going to do from Psalm 91 this week. I'm going to remember the roaring uh, lion who wants to devour. Uh, I'm going to put him under my feet. He's the accuser of the brethren. How do I know this roar is Satan? Accusation is in the roar. So when you hear accusations, shut the door, keep out the devil. Shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Number two, let's move on. The adder or the serpent. When he will deliver us or he has given us the ability to tread upon. I have to look at two passages of scripture at the same time. Just talk amongst yourselves for a second while I get there. So I just need to look at it right here. I love the way it says it here. You will tread upon the lion and adder. So you and I know we're going to take the devil out. And that doesn't mean to a meal. We're going to take him out by destroying his actions. I'm not going to be his meal. He has already been ate up with a dumb head. He's a loser. And now he just wants to, he wants to take anyone he can with him to hell. Why would you want to follow the devil? He's going straight to hell with his britches on, ladies and gentlemen. His days are numbered. Are you hearing me? And so uh, all he has is the, the power to deceive and to take others with him to the place of his destiny. But your destiny is to be with Christ. 
And so when I look at that verse there in 13, I'm reminded here that the adder represents to us the serpent. Do you remember when the, when the Lord told Moses to lift up the serpent in the wilderness? The fiery serpents were biting all the children of Israel and they made a bronze serpent and they lifted it up on a stick to represent Christ on the cross. It is the serpent that you're going to put under your feet is sickness and disease, trauma, mental uh, challenges or, or mental attacks, uh, Uh, Wherever there's been a struggle in your mind, physical or spiritual, the adder for us today represents us putting under feet those things or taking authority that it has to be, I am going to find my place of wholeness now, you're under my foot. It was a picture of whenever a conqueror conquered, they would bring the king of the conquered nation and bring them before the emperor and they would set their foot on top of the head or the neck of the conquered foe as a picture for all of the people there celebrating the victory to see they are under my foot. The, the, the person or the king or the nation that was bringing problems to us and chaos to us and struggle, the devil who is bringing sickness and disease, attacking people's uh, mental health. We have the right to have a sound mind according to scripture. And so I want you to see here, the adder is a picture here for us of that. So Luke 10, did you go there already? Who found that one already? So if you're there, you're here, you're ahead of me. Luke 10 and 19 is one of my favorite verses. I just wanted to read it from this one. Uh, Behold, I have given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and physical and mental strength and ability over the power that the enemy possesses and nothing shall by any means harm you or in any way harm you. So the Lord wants to give you mental strength and mental health over the adder that comes to bite. Remember, Paul is on his way to Rome and so there's been a shipwreck and there's been great signs and wonders happen at the hands of Paul, the Bible says, and he's putting the wood into the fire and as he does, a serpent bites him, a serpent that would kill him in an instant. So the devil wants to take out your ministry of healing, but you and I are called to put our foot on the head of the lion who is accusing and you're called to put your foot on the head of the adder who is bringing sickness and disease, fear, struggle, emotional depression. He wants us healed. And so Jesus has provided healing for that in the atonement with his stripes, with the crown of thorns in his head. I loved it when Pastor David talked to us about joy and the importance of having joy and and stirring up joy. Joy is not just an emotion that kind of swings by and you grab it if you can catch it. It's joy is on the inside and you stir it up. I love that. So the adder, sickness is being put under your foot. Here's Here's the third one. Are you ready? The young lion. Say young lion. In Psalm 30 and uh, Psalm 34 and 10, the verse talks to us about the hunger of the young lion. The young lion doesn't get to eat. It's hungry. Why? Because the adult lions are eating up the prey. Whatever has been caught and killed, they're eating it. And the young lions are hungry. And there's something about this passage. The Lord wanted you to see here in Psalm 91 that there is a lion (laughs) that represents uh, uh, in in a picture form the, the hunger and the lack that happens in our lives. Poverty, uh, financially, uh, spiritually, physically, relationally, there's poverty that happens there. And the Lord wants you to put the young lion even under your foot. It's time for lack to be dealt with. I will not lack 
relationships. I will show myself friendly and I will have friends. I, I will lend myself to being kind and kindness will come back. The young lion is in lack. Whenever you see a young lion in scripture, it's speaking of lack. It's speaking of uh, where abundance has gone and run away or where there's no strength to be able to get what God has promised. And so he wants that under your foot too. For you to tread upon, put your foot down on lack. You know you only got one more to go, so come, uh, give me an amen on that last one right there. Because if you say amen, you're saying, yes, I agree. And so right now you're saying you're going to put your foot down on the young lion. Now I got to take my coat off for this last one. I'm just telling you right now. There is something God wants to do in our lives today. Thank you, sweetheart. Listen, I want you to look at your neighbor and say, there is no fire breathing dragon. The devil is a liar. And there's movie after movie with these dragons spitting fire and, and just showing all, create, trying to create all kinds of fear. But I got scripture that shows that the dragon does not have fire in his breath. Far on the cross of Jesus Christ, the Lord took care of a dragon and there is no more fire breathing dragon. Oh, there's a dragon, but I'm going to show you what he is. Look at your neighbor and say, dragon. I'm going to call him the great water pistol, if you don't mind. So Revelation chapter 12, if you'll go there with me, Revelation chapter 12. <laughs> mm. Lord done dealt with the lion and the adder and the young lion too. Now he's going to deal with the dragon. No more dragon for me and you. Are you hearing me? So in Revelation chapter 12, verse 15, is what, here's what it says. It says, then out of the mouth of the serpent. That's one translation. But I found another translation that said, out of the mouth of the dragon. Spouted forth water like a flood after the woman. That she might be carried off with torment. This is a, a picture from Revelation. It speaks to us about what the enemy, the dragon, tries to do to Israel. But I just need you to understand that the truth of this, the there is a physical time coming when the dragon's going to try to hurt Israel. But for you and I, as we look at this, we can understand the spiritual implication for the church of Jesus Christ. Why? Because we've been grafted in, is what I'm going to just say it that way. I am now part of the seed of Abraham by faith in the seed of Abraham's seed, the seed of Jesse. Come on. The seed of Mary the lion of the tribe of Judah. So I just want you to see something here. If you want to know what the picture of the dragon looks like, it's a dragon with water coming out of his mouth. Boy, that doesn't just change the whole thing. Does that change the picture? Okay, I'll try this side. Does that change? The, how about you over here? Does it change the picture for you? Because there's no longer a fire spitting dragon that he's going to come and somehow he's going to belch hell's horrids upon you and you're going to be consumed. No. No, no. In Psalm 91, it says, you're going to put your foot on the head of the dragon. Why? Because he comes with water. What's the water? I'm going to tell you what the water represents here. I think the water here represents to me this. When I see how the devil likes to take the word of God, twist it in the traumas of our past. Mm. Anybody here ever been through a hard thing? 
There's some people who just believe that God, God loves some people, but he don't love all people. And I'm one of the all he don't love. Have you met a person like that? Have you met a person who's really just struggled with believing God would do anything good for them? That's because this dragon has been spit in water. See, the water represents the word. And the dragon is trying to use a word message to twist in the minds and the hearts of people. Wherever there's unresolved resentment. Wherever there is an unforgiveness. Wherever there is a judgment. I have have always had to confess the sin of judgment wherever I've had to release forgiveness towards somebody or something. Why? Because wherever you have been wounded or hurt, there's a judgment of why did they do that? How could they do that? They should have known better than to do that. But the Lord wants us to know and understand is that when I deal with the word of God rightly, dividing the word of truth, then it will bring forth life to me. So how do I deal with a water spitting dragon? I got to put the water in my mouth. I've got to have the word of God coming. There's a river of life flowing out of me. Makes the lame to walk and the opens prison doors, sets the captive free. There's a river of life So this dragon that I see is a dragon. Satan using the word to misguide, deceive, and lead astray. Shame and condemn people. Whenever you see shame being involved with a word of God being spoken, you know there's a dragon involved. Sometimes in our brokenness, we've repeated what was said to us. (laughs) but may we find wholeness today in this moment that we're in that the Lord wants us to no longer be uh, pulled around by this water-spitting dragon for the, the false identity ploy, the orphan spirit lies. They've been embraced by a lot of people, but you and I today are choosing what we were singing in worship today, we were singing about God's amazing goodness and, and how he's walking and working in our lives. And so the dragon deception is destroyed by the fire of the Holy Spirit in your life and in your mouth and the river of God that flows from you. The word of God is our foundation. It's the measurement of balance in a life your life and my life in very unstable times. We are sheep of his pasture. This is the end of my message. Look at your neighbor and say, please smile. I'm closing. Hear this. Hear me. The lion has these big fangs. The adder has fangs. They sink the fangs into you to bring death and destruction. Sheep don't have fangs. Ne'er should there ever be fangs in our mouth. Ne'er. <laughs> Can I walk among you for just a second? Oh, sheep of the pasture of the Lord. Do you know what sheep's teeth look like? They're even. They're flat. Why? Because they, they can eat the food that's in front of them. Sheep don't sink fangs into one another. I'm going to be a sheep of his, of his pasture. 
Sheep, sheep don't bite. They don't devour. Sheep don't tear flesh like a lion tears flesh. You know, the enemy comes like a roaring lion to tear and destroy people. But we're sheep. Our, our teeth are flat. They're flat. You know what else is good about it? That your teeth and my teeth as believers, as sons and daughters, as sheep of his pasture, we can chew on the top. We can chew on the bottom. We can chew on the high times. We can chew on the low times. We just keep eating. <laughs> That's you. You just keep eating the, the green grass that the good shepherd sets before us. Oh, the Lord is good to us. He's put green pastures before us. And so even when, if I need to chew on the front or I chew on the back, it's just nice and even. Your life has been called to being a life of balance and even and steady, even in difficult times, the stableness of the word of God, you can eat it because you're a sheep of his pasture. Deliverance and dominion are in our eating in the presence of our enemy. Even when the devil is making his noise, I'll sit at the table of the Lord and eat my salad. You and I today are being commissioned for the greatest, this is the greatest moment of all time, I think. From what I see in scripture, the culmination of days are closer. So what do we do with that? Well, we don't run and hide and we hide in the shadow, meaning live daily under the presence of the Lord as we live our life. We don't run to our closet unless there's a tornado coming. And I hope you have a safe room. But before you get there, say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus and send it away from your neighbor's house too, because you have authority. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But you and I are going to eat right now. We're going to eat this week. Psalm 91. We're going to devour it because we can, because it doesn't take the tearing of somebody else for me to be nourished. I don't have to tear someone to be nourished. I'm going to just use my wonderful flat teeth. We're going to go in just a second. You're going to go and you're going to find something to put your flat teeth on. <laughs> you will. We were never going to beat the early Baptist. We were never going to beat the Episcopalians they worshiped last night. <laughs> but what we are going to do is beat the devil. Senseless. <laughs> Why? Because he's going to be under our feet. We're putting him under our feet. The accuser is under my feet. The one who comes to bring destruction with sickness and disease in my spirit, my soul, my mind, my body, put him under my feet. The one who comes to represent lack in my life, I will have no lack for there will be abundance in my life. I'm putting the young lion under my, you're not even going to come nibble on my toes, young lion. I'm putting you under my feet and the dragon. I don't know about you, but I would not want the dragon spitting anything in my direction. It's nasty old breath. But what I do want is the river of life to flow out of us. So I'm going to drink from still water that he makes for me. Now, I know right now there are people in this room. You need to know that the Lord has already gone to the mighty river and he's built this with rocks. He's built this jetty that 
goes out and it causes the water to come around and be stilled behind. And there are some of you who've been in such tumultuous times. I want you to know the Lord is bringing you to still waters today for you to drink from. Thank you for listening to In Him with Pastor Dan Wormuth of Joplin Family Worship Center. Listen to this broadcast again at KNEO.org. You can also download a podcast version of today's message by searching KNEO on iTunes. Joplin Family Worship Center is located on East 7th Street in Joplin and has ministries for all ages. They invite you to join them this week for Sunday morning worship at 10 a.m. and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. Find out more at jfwc.org or facebook.com slash Joplin Family Worship Center. Follow Pastor Dan on Twitter at Daniel H. Wormuth. Thank you for listening. And remember, in Him, you are free.